0: librarian is summoned to a remote Canadian island to inventory the estate of Colonel Jocelyn Carey. Colonel Carey, as the reader quickly learns, has a number of secrets, but the most surprising and the most enduring is a bear. By page 20, our librarian has met the bear and wondered if the bear would be good company. The bear is indeed good company, Intimate company. Shocking Company, There, by Marionette.
1: Oh, hello there. I didn't see you come in. My name is Matt Monney, and I'm lucky. And this is the inaugural episode of the Gentleman's Romantic Book Nook.
2: Mac, I have to say, I was apprehensive on our very first book title. I I, I need to get that out there right off the bat.
0: Okay. Is it because it's been called the most controversial novel ever written in Canada? No, not
2: really. That actually made me kind of excited for the book.
0: Was it because some critics considered it to be, and I quote, spiritual gangrene? a Faustian compact with the devil.
2: I only understand about half those words, so that's not it either. <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's, um, it's the fact that we're going to be reading, uh, Bear by, uh, I believe I'm pronouncing this correctly, Marion Engel?
0: Yes. Yes. In addition to all the other things that have been said, it's also probably the most tender love story ever written about a woman and a bear.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think just by that sentence you kind of get where my apprehension is coming from. Aside from the other research we did, finding out that this is a well-respected novel, it is the favorite of some of your personal writers. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Offers, uh, it's me. worth noting, yeah, Mary Engel is sort of, was like an established writer back in the 70s when she wrote this. She actually founded the Writers' Union of Canada, and the book was written to, like, fund that so she huh. like she made this uh-huh. so that other authors could write maybe something that d- didn't have
2: so kind of like pushing the envelope to make sex. the not as aggressive seem normal
0: well consider if you're trying to raise money for a union selling like pornographic novels is <laughs> not a bad like technique like what, what talents do we have how can we raise money for ourselves well we're all writers yes <laughs> most of us are perverts yes <laughs>
2: Boy, what a different meeting when he would sit around smoking a cigar and be like, "How long have you been a pervert?" Good <laughs> to be so open about it.
0: How long have uh, I been a what?
2: <laughs> uh, anyway,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, um, something I found that was like both sad and funny is she wrote this at a really tumultuous time in her life, and the book is actually like dedicated to her therapist. Whoa! Oh my god, really? Which I, I you probably shouldn't laugh at, but um, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't looked at the inscription. I do want to say we haven't read this yet. This is just an introduction. We'll be, over the coming weeks, we're going to do a deep dive. And I do want
2: to say that we won't exclusively be reading animal human love stories. It's more about exploring the romance novel between brothers and trying to figure out what,
0: what there is out there, if there's like a fun cross yeah, between something. Yeah, we don't read romance novels. That's not why we're doing this. I, wanna, I, that's, <laughs> I, I should have started with that. We're not doing a romance novel book club podcast because we love romance novels. At least I'm not. I'm doing it because maybe I could. I've always sort of laughed at them and you know, this choice seems so ridiculous. I've wanted to read Bear for years and uh, what better way than with my best bro in the world.
2: You know, I don't even think I was interested in romance novels until watching the show Jane the Virgin. Mm. I mean, just the way that they kind of televised what a telenovela was and kind of her whole path as a romance novelist. It was really interesting because that kind of piqued my curiosity, but not in any sense that I would alone go out and buy a romance novel. I think this is the perfect blend and opportunity for us to grow and experience a new written
0: genre as well as our readers joining us too. It's weird how, like, I read a bunch. Of, I'll read, like, a, I've read nonfiction or, like, a sci-fi a horror. But, like, romance is, like, something I don't think I've ever even come close to. So I am excited. Uh, not to, I just want to jump back. This book, as we said, Marion Engel uh bear, she dedicated to her therapist. Because she wrote it in a really difficult time in her life. And that's, it's sad and kind of funny to me. But I, the, the inscription, I just want to read it, is, For John Rich, who knows how animals think.
2: Huh. I mean, that almost brings up the imagery of something happening
0: between them.
2: That's a very <laughs> subtle and sexual quote.
0: We look up a photo of John and it's, he's like a super hairy dude <laughs> with like big old gloves on mittens. Professional lumberjack, part-time therapist. <laughs> <laughs> part-time bear. Part-time,
2: <laughs> part-time bear. I know. For i kn- Parties. I know in the community there is a specific term for somebody who does dress up as a bear and, like, goes out into the forest just to hang out. And I do not remember what that specific name is. I'm sure as we read this book, what? I'll be doing some research. Yeah, in the furry community, there's, like...
0: Oh, in the furry community. Yeah. Okay. I just, I
2: try to be vague and say, in that community, but I think we're going to have to nail down that. I, I,
0: I thought you said, in some communities. <laughs> and I was like, what fucking small towns in America?
2: Uh, it's, I thought, like, for... You get shot? Yeah, but for Seattle and the area, for every 10 people living in a building complex, one neighbor has to go into the backyard just as a bear and just, like, do a little bit of vandalism.
0: I do want to say that I haven't read it yet, but my understanding is that she's a regular woman. Well, obviously not regular. There's an irregular woman, we might say, but she's a human woman. And the bear is just a bear. I don't think the bear talks or sings. The bear is not, like, anthropomorphized in any way in this novel. I have no idea. I hope not. I don't think... Flipping through it, I didn't get that impression. Well... (laughs) That'd be buck wild, though, if, like, halfway through, (laughs) she's, like, stroking the bear's fur, and he's like, You know, I think of you as more than just a friend. Ooh, brother. Uh,
2: It's hard to say. There's a lot of avenues this could take. I'm wondering if this is a moment where she, by the bear's action, has a dialogue for the bear. Like, she deciphers by his movements (laughs) what the bear is saying, and we're gonna read this, like, back and forth between the two. Oh, brother. And, I, you know, I say I hope not. I actually don't know what I hope for this book. My hope is just like it, it just, it's going to happen to me and I get a fun experience out of it. I don't have any hopes for the book.
0: <laughs> well, it did win the Governor General's Award in 1976, which is like a pretty prestigious Canadian award. Mm-hmm. It sort of fell into like obscurity and then like more recently infamy as sort of just the subject matter popped up. Like at the time, a lot of critics liked it. Uh, we read a little rev- snippet of a review earlier. It might. It's worth noting that it was, like, pretty hard to get this published. It was roundly rejected by most publishers. Um, and I just want to read one, like, snippet of a rejection letter that she was sent. Uh, they rejected Bear <laughs> and said... And this is probably, like, the kindest way that you could shut down this book. Uh, this is a Harcourt uh, editor. Said, Its relative brevity, coupled with its extreme strangeness, presents, I'm afraid... An insuperable obstacle in present circumstances, which is hmm. a really Canadian way of saying it's a book about a woman fucking a bear. <laughs> Sister, I cannot, I cannot publish this. It's a hundred, and it's so short and so smutty. That's all there is. It's short and smutty.
2: That's, that's it. Yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. That's all it is. I would like to talk about the um, the dichotomy between the original book cover and the one that we are presented with mm. today. I do think that that is quite a difference. And for the listeners at home, yeah. we will do our best to describe these while being sensitive, I would say, is the best word for yeah. it. Um, I, I, the the book that we're presented with now currently is very tame. It's, yeah, we're reading like a new edition of mm-hmm. the book. A Seated Bear Looking Off For Lonely, I would say, Into the Distance. Uh, with a human arm reaching up over the shoulder. Yeah, you,
0: you can barely see it. You, there's no sleeve on the arm. It's a, it's a naked arm, but that's and it's just a it's a woman with her arm over the shoulder of a bear.
2: And it's subtle. It's very small. It can get to the I, scale of the bear. Kind of
0: sweet. You could almost replace well, it with um, the title. Just get rid of that upper part and replace it with the you know the complete works of A.A. Milne Milne, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh saga. <laughs> Oh, it's kind of like the gritty reboot of Winnie the Pooh where he's an actual bear. Oh, well, boy, do I regret bringing... It. Yeah, Disney is notoriously litigious. We should probably veer back to... <laughs> we're back up... Back north of the border into Canada.
2: <laughs> back into Canada. One critic... Bonnie uh, the Dew. It's one, their bear.
0: <laughs> one f- critic famously called Bear the American... Winnie, The Canadian Winnie the Pooh. Really? No.
2: Oh. <laughs> See, this isn't going to work because I'm incredibly gullible. So, these, these, we're also trying to give real facts and it's going to trip me up. Um, The, the original book cover was something a little bit, I would say, more dramatic, more attention grabbing.
0: Yeah, a little bit more, show a little bit more skin. Yeah. I,
2: the, the way I can describe the woman best is as a masthead of an ancient ship, the mermaid, proud out (laughs) with hair covering her um, essential bits.
0: Well, that <laughs> hair covers some of her essential bits,
2: not all of it. Not all of it. The
0: bear does a little bit of the censorship. The
2: more anthropomorphized on bear standing behind her
0: mm-hmm. does some of the censorship, reaching around. And it's not—it's not clear in the illustration if he's just blocking her breast from being seen by anyone, children, the other or animals in the woods. It, I, I, if she, if he gave it a squeeze, though. He would, hurt, he would hurt He would her. He would hurt her, yeah. And that's not, I don't think that's what the book's about. I think it's a very tender story. I hope it's tender. I Well, again, I don't
2: have hopes. I have no concept of what's going to happen in this
0: book.
1: <laughs>
2: and I'm apprehensive, but I think it'll be a journey.
0: <laughs> uh, something uh, I want to just get in here is that on the back of the book, it the book does receive the double Margaret seal of approval because it's got positive reviews from both Margaret Lawrence and Margaret Atwood, who most people would know from writing uh, Handmaid's Tale hmm. um, and then a bunch of other great stories. But um, Bear, Margaret Atwood says, Bear is a strange and wonderful book, plausible as kitchens, but shapely as a folk tale, with the same disturbing resonance. Which, that's like the review that piqued my interest. Ooh, I gotta in.
2: unpack every single layer <laughs> of, of that review. I don't, because each line, the kitchen okay. line specifically. Is... Okay,
0: yeah, Bear is a strange and wonderful book. Okay, but that's okay. That's, that's a review. That's get that. And plausible as kitchens. I don't understand what that means. <laughs> is that some Canadian idiom that we don't maybe down here?
2: Let's take a couple shots down. at what we think that could mean.
0: Uh, okay. Just
2: as as Americans, I would like to try to expand it's, my cultural brush.
0: My initial reaction to plausible as kitchens, plausible as kitchens, is it's just as likely to happen as a kitchen. Yeah. Which seems like probably not. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I've seen a lot of kitchens, and this is this book is the only time I've seen... More of a literal. ...man bear... Well, man bear love... Well, woman bear love. I've seen a lot of man bear love. Down in <laughs> Portland area bars. But woman bear love is I've less common.
2: Book. Yes. I, plausible as kitchens, to me, means the concept of being one with kitchen. Kind of like, you know, oneness. Uh, The the idea of being able to be in a space and completely move around and understand everything. (laughs) I think this quote is saying, you're going to get this book. You're going to understand what is happening 100% of the time. It
0: might sound strange, Mm -hmm. but it's as plausible as being in your kitchen. It'll seem you walk into your kitchen, that's normal.
2: You know where the coffee is.
0: You know where the creamer is. You know where your spoons go. There's a little bit of onion leaf on the ground. Oopsie. I call them onion leaves. (laughs) Cooking last night. Nope. Spoons are all in the dishwasher. Forgot to make it run. (laughs) <laughs> um, um, now oh, having sex with the bear now Tend- tender loving embrace <laughs> just like my time in the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> exactly like kitchens oh, okay brother. i feel like we've unpacked that shapely as a folk tale and with the same disturbing resonance so it's short <laughs> that's what that's to be. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Shapely really feels like it's talking about the length of the, the body of it. It's like, no, it's fine. It's kind of like Little Red Riding Hood, except if that story took a much different twist and the wolf charmed the grandma.
0: Well, wait, because in the original story, he, like, eats the grandma, dresses up as her, and then we assume eats Little Red. Oh, he no. He does eat Little
2: Red because the woodsman comes and cuts his belly open cuts and belly releases open. all of the people. Is he in a hole? He just d- Yep. <laughs> he just. What big teeth you have? Oh, the better to swallow a little girl. hole. But I'm thinking if we made this in a bear style, thinking of the quote, bear. the wolf shows up to eat grandma, immediately falls in love, and it turns into more of a like dating kind of romance <laughs> as the daughter and woodsman say, no, grandma, he'll eat you and pretend to be you. And she'll say, I have to follow my heart.
0: <laughs> you always follow. Your, I think that's could be that you always follow your heart should be the tagline bear, a novel always follow your heart. I, it does,
2: it, it, I have a physical reaction to that, but I couldn't put words to if it's positive or negative.
0: I, it, if your heart's leading you towards a bear, follow it. This message was not approved by the National Park Service.
1: <laughs> I
0: the, do. the National Park Service has been trying to get this book banned oh, yes. for years.
2: Speaking of, this episode is sponsored by the National Park Service.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Pull back. <laughs> nope. Oh, the coffers are going to be dry after this
2: uh I love when I can open my wallet and a moth flies out.
0: <laughs> um, uh, the folktale line is actually pretty prescient in uh, Atwood's review because I think the book is based on like some First Nation legends, fam- hmm. fables, I guess, or um, fairy tales. Myths would be the right word, myths. Um, about. There's one I think literally called like the bear princess. I'd have to take another look, but I thought that was... Sp- Somewhat interesting. I can't hmm. speak to how the book's going to tackle any of that those issues. Yeah, I think that's something <laughs> we're
2: going to be able to dissect. I dissect that as we get into it. I think there's going to be some obvious motifs. And
0: yeah, I and I want to. I do want. I want to dive into the literary side of the book a little bit. Like I do. I want to have fun. This is a fun show. <laughs> but like, I don't want to just like be reading books and like cynically like laughing. And I don't want. I'm not here to make fun of Marion Engel, uh, who I believe has passed. Uh, or or bears at large. They are a respected community yeah i'm um, pro bear i'm pro i am i am a bear i'm a bear for bears <laughs> and i'll bear the weight of that struggle every day of my life wow the amount of your uh
2: dedication is really giving me pause <laughs> <laughs> that
0: joke was a roaring success oh uh, uh, sorry you're just gonna have to bear down with me what, what else were you saying <laughs> i want some honey <laughs> uh i don't have any more bear puns but <laughs> yeah, some right, fucking honey right sounds out good there. <laughs> when, winnie, when winnie the pooh would eat honey it you always looks so about fucking winnie the pooh. good no but but just this last bit remember <laughs> when winnie the pooh eats honey he just sticks his whole fucking paw in there and just like mm, just gets it all up it looks so good you do that with real honey it's not it's I'm trying not to think of like good. the modern day equivalent like
2: if i was if i was gonna stick my hand into something and just eat, eat it no holds barred i guess that would be like Like a bag of like a bag of marshmallows, just really get up in there. Just we've all been
0: camping. Dive in for that big marsh, Mm -hmm. that big old soft, sweet white, puffy mallow. (laughs) Yep. (laughs)
2: Um, All right. Well, uh, any last thoughts here as we're kind of tying
1: things up? um, Yeah, I guess we should talk about our reading schedule a little bit. Mm. For episode two, we are going to be reading the first eight chapters. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I think we, depending on how things go, we'll do another eight chapters and then the last um, seven at the end. So if you want to read along at home, you're going to want to read the first eight chapters of there by the next time an episode comes out. And we're breaking it up by
2: like exciting moments, correct? Like not, not just based off of the length of book.
1: Yes, I read ahead a little bit and sort of saw where the story was going <laughs> some of the foreshadowing and uh I think that will be very It ends on like a nice good solid like game of thrones cliffhanger each time. Oh, excellent. Nice. I love that. That's what kept me coming back to the show, so this is perfect. Uh and if people um, have thoughts about those first eight chapters or um and just about the book in general, they uh are able to get a hold of us, feel free to shoot an email. Um what was that address again, lucky?
2: yeah that's gonna be um g r booknook at gmail dot com that is g r b o o k n o o k at gmail dot com uh you can reach out to us with any of your questions or your thoughts as we're reading the book together um apprehensions i guess because that's really what i'm feeling and i assume some yeah. of you also might be thinking the same questions
1: for us um i got, i don't want to say i um lucky you picked that name for the gmail and i thought it's like that's fucking great <laughs> g r booknook <laughs> sounds like some sort of Canadian General. <laughs> I feel it, it's it's so concise.
2: It's going to tighten up to GRBN, and I, I think that eventually it's going to become this perfect merch opportunity.
1: <laughs> GRBN is also good because it sounds like a news network. <laughs> Welcome back to GRBN. This week's top oh story, maybe a woman falls in love with a bear. But first, sports. <laughs> maybe for our next series, we'll do a news
2: slash romance combination novel. I, I assume that every type of writing is out there, so we can
1: certainly find something to fit that niche. It would be The Evening Report by Marion <laughs> Engel.
2: Well, I think that's going to tie things up for us over here. Uh, from all of us over here
1: at the Gentleman's Romantic Book Nook, we hope you enjoy our selection. Yeah, happy reading, everybody. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> there.